What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is Maxime from the future, here to let you know that we had an epic KD-themed off-the-court report from Connor recorded for you all this week, but had to pull it. Sorry if the episode sounds a little disjointed, but the story about KD was so good that we decided to wait until we could get it in person. So, keep your eyes peeled for a future episode with Connor, where we deliver some great behind-the-scenes intel on our old Warriors teammate, Kevin Durant. We're going to bring y'all into our huddle. You are in the Warriors huddle with me, Bram, and we've got the full booth back with us. Joining me, per usual, my producer, Marcus. What's up, Deb Nation? And my master of all things sound and freshly married, Maxine. How's it going? Gentlemen, we are on the other side of the KD announcement. The Warriors have added a bunch of free agency uh, addition, so we're going to be jumping in, and I'm going to save the Katie reactions till last. I want to focus more on what we've added, not what we've lost. But I got to get at least one thing out on the table now. So what I want you guys to do is give me a one-word summation of how you are currently feeling about either the Warriors' additions or Katie's loss. Your call. I'm going to cheat and use three words that we just used. We're probably fine. <laughs> Way to answer both of them. Man, I'm really jealous. Go, before we got on air, you only said it was going to be about KD, and then you're tossing out either one. Well, I like spent 30 seconds breaking down rules that Marcus looked me in the eye and was like, I'm not going to do that. I mean, like I was so excited for this one-word deal, and then the whole thing got thrown out the goddamn We're window. We're probably fine. I heard you the first time. I will go, and I will also cheat, but cheat only in that. Cheat only in that. I will give you one word, but for both. All right? For the Warriors editions, optimistic. For the KD thing, I'm pissy. I am. I'm pissy, and we'll get into it. Maxime, you go ahead and break the rules as well. What do you got? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to stick to the script. KD, I'm relieved. Hey, there you go. I'm excited to see where you're coming from that. Um, and if we have to hear more than 30 seconds of you congratulating yourself on a sign and trade thing, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, keep that in mind. We'll see how it goes. We'll save the next hour for the next pod. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Now, we have, and uh, I'm always afraid to overbill something, but it is what it is. I think we have one of the greatest off-the-court report stories on the history of this podcast. We're going to be reaching out to Connor for that in a couple of minutes. But before we do, I wanted to ask you guys about your NBA free agency D-Day, right? This last Sunday, from you know 6 o'clock Eastern time till about 9 o'clock Eastern time, was the biggest onslaught of NBA news in the history of the words news and NBA. Like, it's just, I've never seen anything like that at all. And I had kind of an interesting experience with it, but for you guys, I mean, amazing, relaxed, how did you spend your uh, NBA Super Sundays? I was on pins and needles. I mean, it was just, you heard all the deals that were supposedly done, and then three o'clock Pacific hits and it's just fireworks yes, and it's just exactly. craziness. Um, I don't remember the league being like that, 
that that intense in a long time and probably won't be that way for another few years at least next year doesn't have the same free agent crop so it was great i mean it's for the league they dominate the narrative which is always cool um and they you know they do a great job even in the off season but as a fan it was just especially of the warriors it was just it was tense because you kept seeing all these big names that you were kind of hoping we would find a way to finesse one way or the other and they're just signing deals left and right and to the tune of three billion dollars total it's like crazy money being thrown around and we've been lying to ourselves for months saying maybe about kd right maybe 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 and then to actually have it broken down on that day was an interesting pins and needles but for me i spent the weekend in austin um my wife and kid went to go visit my mother-in-law throughout the week and then i joined them on friday so i was there on sunday and for at least the front part of the day, I spent trying to figure out what the hell the time difference was. Like, I don't know what time it was in Austin <laughs> and what that means in the East Coast and blah, blah, blah. And then when I finally figure it out, all this news just starts flying at me, right? But at the same time, I'm staying with my mother-in-law. Like, we're walking around with this little family unit. And about 10 minutes into the most important three hours of my year, if not my life, which I shouldn't <laughs> say, uh, my wife starts giving me crap about looking at my phone. But I can't stop looking at my phone, man. So, I start going to the bathroom like I have dysentery. <laughs> like, like, like legitimately, she probably should have called a gastroenterologist. I have not been in the bathroom this frequently since Clay went for 37 in that quarter and I had to keep checking in on him, you know? So I'm going in, going in, going in. The KD News finally comes out. I'm despondent. And then I don't know if you guys saw this, but Andre tweeted out, I need a, a copy of the magic meme. Um, and for those, I didn't know what the hell it meant. There's a picture of Magic making a face like someone has told him something he knows not to be true, but he can't say that it's not true. It's kind of pursed lips and he's shaking his head real quickly like, no, 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 And so the KD news gets announced that he's going to Brooklyn. Uh, Andre comes out and says, I need a copy of that Magic meeting. We now know what he was intimating is that he was ultimately going to get traded. But at the time, it made me feel like, wait a minute, maybe this KD thing is not real. And so right when I was going to come out of the bathroom, I had to go back in for like another 45 minutes. <laughs> it, was, it was a tough day. So to the off chance that she's listening, Terry, my mother-in-law, okay, you caught me. I didn't have diarrhea. I'm sorry. It was what it was. My favorite team was falling apart and then recreating itself. So... I had to get involved. Uh, Maxime, how was your D-Day? So here's where I get to cheat, because I didn't cheat in this first question. Because um, I'm also, I want to talk about the um, the Anthony Davis trade as well, right, which happened a little bit prior. But, um, but first, my actual D-Day, I was in Stinson Beach. And uh, as you guys know, we had to post the Patreon up. Um, that turned out to be an impossible task because not only was there not Wi-Fi at whatever house we rented, the service was absolutely abysmal, so I couldn't even get a hotspot. <laughs> so I ended up in the library to actually post the Patreon episode. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Shout out to the Stinson Beach hey. branch of the Marin County Library getting it done. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but anyways, for the actual uh, once 3 o'clock hit Pacific Coast time, I was sitting out just fed up with everything because I couldn't, I got enough service and I didn't have Wi-Fi. And, um, and the news that KD went to the Nets came via my wife's little cousin who comes out and is just like, Maxime, KD's going to the Nets. And I was like, oh, sh-. <laughs> I had to go back to the library so you could tell everybody yeah, that you made the move. Like, listen, I have important business to take care of. And then I just went to the bathroom for 45 minutes. Uh, Little cousin, we're going to the library. <laughs> Get ready for this. So it would come in and like, 
I would every once in a while I would walk to a certain spot of the house and get them like like forty notifications, and then I would read through them. So it like came in bits and pieces. <laughs> but uh, but the the real story is the AD to the Lakers thing, which happened minutes before I actually got married. Um, and so how right? So you know, I we didn't want we didn't want to we didn't want me to see the bride, my wife. Before the actual uh, walk down the aisle, right? So, but we all had to line up. So she was behind me, and I knew that she was behind me, so I'm not allowed to turn backwards. But my cousin, who's 11, who's obsessed with the NBA, he went to the NBA draft, like very deep into this. He's my ring bearer, and he's also behind me. <laughs> and he says, he says, Maxime, AD just got traded to the Lakers. But I'm not allowed to turn around to talk to him. <laughs> and then and then immediately it's like, okay, it's go time. And we walk down the aisle. So the entire wedding ceremony, I sh- you not, I'm like both looking at my wife to be in the eyes and thinking about the ramifications of Anthony Davis on the Lakers. I know. What is their cap space like yeah, now? Like, it was surreal. How do they round out their roster? I do. I know how much you like your little cousin. I know how smart he is. I know that he's locked into the NBA, but someone needs to get a hold of this little bastard and tell him to stop firing off shady news to you when you're on vacation. I mean, if I'm walking down to go get married, I don't need to know that the Lakers just got a lot better. How about that? (laughs) So it is what it is. He's 11. He can learn as we go forward. Boys, um, I do want to jump into these additions, but before I do, all right, it was going to wait till the end. Why? Let's just talk about it. All right. How are you guys feeling about the Kevin Durant leave? All right. And there's, We've added D'Angelo. We've added Willie Cauley-Stein. The team's in a better place. We didn't get nothing. So maybe we're in a, a more optimistic, calmer place to talk about the Durant thing. Um, but maybe not, because I'll open it up with, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about this before we went live. Um, the thing that's bothering me the most about Durant, it's not that he left. It's his call. We've said that when he came to Golden State. He gets to decide where he wants to uh, be a professional. Since he is one of the best people on earth at what he does, he has an even greater right to do that. So he wants to go do that in Brooklyn. That's what he wants to do. He wants to go play with friends. That's what he wants to do. That's all fine. But the reaction has not been fine. The Warriors have done everything they can to handle this the right way, professional way. You know, he, he dumps them, and we go out of our way to say, no other player is ever going to wear the number 35. Literally, Joe Lacob has said, for as long as I'm associated with this team, nobody's ever going to wear the number 35. He suffers a career-threatening injury, and we answer that by offering him a quarter billion dollars. We have nothing but love for you, KD. Please come back. What has he done in response? Weirdo, strange, esoteric quotes. Here is what came on his Instagram uh, account recently. Quote, I wandered everywhere through cities and countries wide, and everywhere I went, the universe was on my side. Uh, that's a cool quote. Maybe it's something <laughs> you put as like a high school senior yearbook quote or something. <laughs> but it's not what you say when you are leaving a city after three years of unrivaled success, man. Here's the example we talked about before we uh, got up behind these mics. If I go to a wedding and I hate the wedding, you know what I owe them? A wedding gift. Society dictates that. If I went to a wedding, hated a wedding, and sent them a quote that said, I wandered everywhere through cities and countries wide and everywhere I went, the universe was on my side, the bride and groom would be like, what the f*** is this? <laughs> this is not, this means nothing, dude. Talk about us. He owes us a thank you. That's what happens when you do this. He owes us in the, in the newspaper. He owes it on Instagram. He owes us something. So am I pissy? 
hell yes, I'm pissy. It's not. This is not okay by me. I, I, I want at least some acknowledgement from him. I'm exact same way. I'm just disappointed in the way that he's handled leaving. I mean, we always knew he was just a different kind of guy in approaching this whole situation. But to to his credit, he won the award for whatever the community ambassador award is for last year. So he was obviously in the community in the Bay Area, putting down roots, doing good things to not acknowledge anybody from the community, not the fan base, not the team, not the players, and just to do it in that weird esoteric post with the the bridge in the background. It's just so weird and it's just disappointing. It's like we had a good, you know, year three years run. We I feel the same way that I think the OKC fans probably did. And it's like to your point, Bram, we have to take our own medicine. When he left and came here, we were like, ha ha ha, you know, like wearing call. cupcake shirts and it's his call. Don't don't decide where somebody can work. So, you know, when it goes around, comes around, we have to be that same way. But the way he's left has just been very disappointing. It's like, you know, what you left behind, a quarter billion dollars, a new stadium, a chance to be one of the most dominant teams in history. Um, you know, rehabbing for a year, getting with with a great training staff. It's like I just don't for you to leave all that and then not say why when other players are leaving and saying, you know, you have Myers Leonard taking out full pages to saying thanks Portland. You know, like yes. if he can do it, you should yes. be able to do it. Yeah, well, and that's that's honestly why I'm relieved because I don't feel like this is substantially out of line from really how he's behaved the past three years and and i have now grown accustomed to a team that is either the wear of their heart on their sleeves version in draymond or somebody that is so steadfastly consistent to their moral compass and steph that you just you trust everything that is coming out of this team right and so you know to have somebody that comes in and then and says "Ah, i'm here because i just want to play ball and this is the best environment for me to play ball dope you know of course you're going to get some of the baggage with that because it's the nba but i think he knows well enough that this is a good enough environment that you ought to take that with a grain of salt and so now you're hearing the same reports that right his reasoning is there was too much noise in golden state i you know kevin durant just wants to play basketball i'm like because i'll tell you the number one thing that i've heard as a business suggestion right if you're going to be an entrepreneur don't go into business with your friends Right? Don't mix business with pleasure. Right. What is he doing? He's going to hang out with his buddy, the other Mercurial superstar. That's not going to end well. Don't try to tell me that you're trying to go play like the highest caliber basketball. You want to hang out with your friends. And that's fine. That's all fine. But I don't want to I don't want any of this backhanded insulting of the Warriors for being a team that wasn't about basketball. Are you kidding me? They changed how the game was played. I mean, it's just it's, it's insulting on behalf of me as a fan, on me as an individual, because he never recognized that I was willing to sacrifice every morning of my year to go meditate with him, which is in person. I mean, where's my one-page ad? I mean, but point aside, and that's why I'm relieved. I'm ready to move on and not have to live in the shadow of another potential mid-season blow-up between him and whatever player when, honestly, Dr- Draymond was justified in being like, what's the deal, bud? Like... What's your deal? And I think at that point, Draymond already knew that he was probably one foot out the door. As far as mixing business and pleasure, you know who will definitely love this esoteric bullshit? Conspiracy Kyrie. I bet you if you read that quote and was like, oh my God, that's amazing. This dude's the smartest person of all time. You were listening to me when I said that. It's incredible (laughs) that we match up so fantastically well. But to continue this theme, um, another thing that bothers. So it comes out, uh, he's going to leave. We understand it. 
And we've seen in situations like this where players' old jerseys are burned. And I knew for sure that Warriors fans would not do that, and we have not done that. We've done nothing really but come out and say thank you. What I didn't even think of the possibility of was KD burning his own Warriors jersey. Like, that's what the hell this feels like. Now, Mm -hmm. to be fair, I have no idea how much of this is coming from Durant. It is very possible that he has nothing to do with it. Now, the one thing we know for sure he has something to do with is the ad and thanking us, which is why I feel very confident in taking shots. Or a post. Like, why post yourself on a but on a little bike in front of the bridge? Like, put a, put a post together like everybody else does. His message or lack of a message to the fans is something he has direct control over. We can give him crap for that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of this stuff, the stuff that's slowly leaking out, that he had a nasty relationship supposedly, allegedly with Kerr, that he was upset that the fans didn't give him as, um, as much love as they did to staff, that he felt alienated as this year went out. I don't know how much of this is coming from him. Maybe none of it is. In which case, fine. Okay, then, then this is an off-base shot. But Rich Kleinman does not strike me as the kind of guy who just allows news to come out about his client without any control. This is a very tightly controlled story. And if what's happened is these stories are slowly being leaked after this thing has happened, then I'll go ahead and say it again. That's bullshit, man. You know, like it, you don't have to stay here. You don't even have to have looked back on it fondly. But you don't have to torch it. I don't understand why this has happened. Did he do anything to facilitate the sign and, tra- the sign and trade for D'Angelo? Because I think if he did, we need to give him that credit, yep. too, for not just leaving us high no, and dry. That's, and, and to really put weight behind that, of all the things, of all the things he could have possibly done, more than a tongue-in-cheek thank you, more than not burning the jersey, that's the one that's going to make a difference on our lives. Right. So, I mean, that that's a very not only fair but important thing to know. Um, although, if I was him, why didn't they do the five years? Like, yeah. if, if you're doing the sign and trade and you can get more money from the Warriors and you are taking advantage of the one mechanism that would allow you to do that, I didn't understand why there wasn't a five years behind it. You must have not listened to the episode where I suggested that. You suggested it for the number one pick in Zion. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. You suggested it for the number one pick hey, in Zion. Hey, Russell's the number two pick, okay? <laughs> um, but I... I well, there's got to be some cap mechanisms or something that is probably more beneficial to the Warriors that he not signed yeah. well, for that no, fifth I mean, year. I believe with the CBA, you're not allowed to do a sign and trade with that fifth year, right? They, they make sure that you're not allowed to do that because then otherwise everybody would be doing it. I don't know enough about the CBA to be able to give you guys a concrete answer, and perhaps, Maxime, you do, but it's inclusion. This discussion highlights, I'm in my feelings. There's no question. This is an emotional response. A business response is, what did we really need if he was leaving? Trade chips. We got him. You know, so from that analysis, you know, fine, he handled it the right way, but from a person, from a fanatic, because that's what a fan is, from someone who has decided to invest my love for this team, my emotion, my personality, my time, I deserved, we deserved a one paragraph acknowledging that. We exactly. just did. Yeah. And it's not what, what has happened so far is an F you. And KD, if you're listening, don't confront Connor, confront us to give us a thank you because we deserve it. Let's talk about additions, boys. Um, It hasn't all been bad things in addition to losing, unfortunately, Kevin Durant. We also have lost a couple of, uh, I won't say less valuable players, maybe less uh, marquee. Jordan Bell has joined Minnesota and uh, Quinn Cook. The Warriors just rescinded their qualifying offer. So it looks like we probably will not be holding on to those guys, but we've also made some additions and some re-ups. Wait, we also lost Iggy. 
Uh, oh, and we've lost Iguodala, which we were going to go deep into for the D'Angelo Russell analysis. Um, the other additions, to put them out there, we've re-upped on Clay, who signed a super max five-year deal, uh, five years, $190 million, and they also re-upped on Loon for three years and 15. We'll go through it quick. Let's start with Clay. You know what I love the most about? So we know what the hell Clay does. We don't have to talk about how he adds to this team. He's the man. We've we've been able to enjoy that for the you know another or the last five years. But what I will point out is his personality. One, I love that they didn't even announce the deal. Like that huge free agent Sunday, there was deals being announced fast and furious. You know, like kind of unmarquee players were getting giant uh, headlines. We didn't see anything from Clay because that's not who the hell he is. But it, it made you nervous. It did, did make me nervous. <laughs> and then uh, instead of ultimately announcing anything big, he posts this clip to his uh, Instagram account. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a wrecking ball to take me out of here! They're gonna need to send in the National Guard a SWAT team! Cause I ain't going nowhere! Let's just stop and appreciate this f-ing guy. Uh, if, if you have Clay for that, the win. Yeah, Clay for the win. That's the game from Wolf of Wall Street uh, and could not have picked a better clip. Um, if you guys can only pick one, Clay or KD to resign, who would you pick? Clay. Clay. Really? Is that really true? Yeah, yeah. And I was actually just thinking about it. The reasoning is that um, it. Is more, you know, he was he was drafted by the Warriors, and I think it's just an indication that they have a commitment to their culture that uh, is is just consistent through and through. And I I think it it signifies to other potential free agents down the road, we're going to take care of our people, right? If you give a hundred percent to the Warriors, the Warriors are going to give a hundred percent to you. Absolutely. And there was that quote. I think it was Marcus Thompson, but he was saying on the pod. He was like, if as an organization you're willing to underpay your players for them being more productive than what they were in their early contracts, you have to be willing to overpay at the end of their careers. And Clay is still going to perform at a high level. He's going to come back like a beast. But you have to be willing to pay that to Clay for all the times that he was underpaid in delivering us championships. And also the juxtaposition of what we were just talking about. On one side, KD is talking in, I don't know, poems to us that I don't necessarily (laughs) understand. And on this side, Clay is using terms like, you're going to need an effing wrecking ball to get me out of here. (laughs) It's like, let's go, dude. That's exactly what I want to hear. And it's exactly why I love Clay. Uh, the other re-up, I've mentioned it, was Kevon Looney, three years, $15 million. I was really shocked they got him for $5 million. I thought he had played his yeah. way out of our expenses, so I'm happy to have him. I don't know if they have, like, naked pictures of him or something that they said, <laughs> like, you better sign this, but whatever it is, Bob Myers, you're a legend and a god. Keep up the good work. I think it's the culture. I mean, I think he's still only 23, so this carries him till he's 26, right in his prime, and then he'll probably get a big contract. I think it's the culture and the fact that the Warriors stuck with him 
through two hip surgeries and you know like what he went through and he just wants to re-up stay with clay and steph and and draymond and keep learning and keep getting better and he'll have a big payday when that next uh contract comes around steve kerr right i mean kerr was like his biggest supporter this entire time we watched james michael mcadoo we'd watch all these other dudes come through honestly at first i was watching kevon like oh no 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 don't put him out there even at the beginning of the season he seemed like he was a mess and by the end of it, I mean, that dude is a key piece. Well, to be fair, the Warriors also were thinking, no, 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 no. Right. right? Yeah. Because they yeah. did not, they didn't stick with him. They, they did not re-up his contract. Yeah, yeah. And yet and still, he's decided to buy into the culture. So not only a good signing, but I think a desperately needed one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But let's go to the biggest addition. D'Angelo Russell. The Warriors picked him up in a sign-and-trade from Brooklyn. That's who they got back principally when they gave up KD. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is now the Warriors for four years and $117 million. He's a 6'5", 23-year-old point guard coming off his best season as a pro. In fact, his first All-Star season in Brooklyn where he played 81 games and averaged 21-7-4. and um, Seems to be one hell of a player. Uh, he was the second overall pick to the Lakers in 2015. Had a little immaturity problems early on. You guys may remember that when he was with the Lakers and teamed up with our boy Swaggy P, used his cell phone to secretly tape Nick Young talking about all the women he had met in the club the night before. And then Swaggy P's then, I don't know, fiance, girlfriend, Iggy Azalea broke up with him. Uh, to D'Angelo's credit, he ultimately made fun of that. He did a, a TV commercial where he acknowledged his mistake and threw somebody else's phone out the window. So he has matured both off and on the court. Boys, what do you think? Do you like the move? I do like it. I like him as a, a a fill-in to replace what we lose with Clay for the season. Um, you know, he he's great off the ball. I think he will thrive in in our offensive system of free flowing and you know just motion. Um, his defense or lack thereof does give me a little bit of pause, but I think he is exactly what we need to keep our playoff aspirations alive for the year and then we see what happens if he's a trade chip if he doesn't fit and kind of how it all pans out after this season i don't get the trade thing we're going to talk about that in a second maxime i want your take on this but i'm going to jump the line and say i loved it here's why they got nothing or they were going to get nothing they added a young all-star yeah i mean a 23 year old all-star who's going to be the bell of the free agency ball i mean that's who we would be reading about right now over and over and over and over again next to Kawhi, and the warriors were able to do it now i understand what it cost them i i didn't include this katie was going to be leaving anyways but it didn't in ultimately cost them andre iguodala who had to be traded out for financial reasons he's was traded to Memphis along with a first-round pick. Probably not going to stay there. It sounds like he's going to end up with the Lakers. Do I like losing Andre? Hell no. It, it hurt. It was a transitional piece that like legitimately made me depressed. But does it make me not like this move? Absolutely not. Andre is an over-the-top piece at this portion of his career, especially at that salary. If you're the Lakers, if you are a team out there that needs one more piece to get to a championship, then he is the go-to guy. The Warriors are not one piece away from a championship anymore. It's just a practical reality. So what he would have added next year, although losing him is a lot, I think is not going to be the same significant addition that having D'Angelo for the next four years would have been. Because I'll take it a step further, I'm not sure the Warriors would have re-signed him. Let's say he stays here. I don't think he has a place in the KD-less Warriors future. So this was the right move. 
What'd you think? No doubt. I also, we've seen in the past couple of years now, he tends to coast until about April. And we need we need some regular season Flips. wins this next year. Yeah. We can't, we don't, we're not a 16 win team, right? We, we got to get through the regular season to make it to right. the playoffs. Right. So, yeah, I don't think Andre was going to be able to, to contribute for 82 games in that same way. And, um, you know, I think he ought to go to a culture like the Lakers that are going to have an opportunity to make a deep postseason run this year. It, losing, I'm, so I've always been bad at transitions. My whole life, I'm bad at transitions. So I, I would be in school, hate a class the entire time. For months, hate a class, hate the teacher, hate everything. Then on the last day, start thinking like, I'm going to miss that fat person in the front row. Or like, I'll never get to walk down this hallway. Just yeah, stupid yeah. things. Having Andre leaving was the last piece of this transition. It's what really set it home for me. Mm-hmm. It was like the last day of high school leaving and realizing you're never gonna see these people in this context again. This part of your life is done. I didn't like that. I yeah, still yeah. don't like that. You know, like that, it does, it sucks. You know, I'd love to have him, but if this is what we had to sacrifice, it's what we had to sacrifice. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, in a lot of ways, he was representative of this entire culture, right? And that he agreed to come off the bench in his second season with us in order to, um, facilitate this sort of larger uh, movement. But but I also wanted to speak to the D'Angelo thing, um, and maybe this can be sort of a segue to another piece that we added. Um, I actually am starting to see this, this, uh, this new team taking shape to be sort of a lot like this year's Sacramento Kings. Um, and, and of course, what's helping me think that is Willie Cauley-Stein getting at it as well. Yeah. But that sort of like young, super fast, kind of take teams by surprise because you don't expect it might make up for a complete lack of defense um, from Steph and, uh, and D'Angelo in the front court. Um, so, or, I'm sorry, in the back court. I, 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 you know, like they're right, talking a lot about the pick and roll. Willie Cauley-Stein is maybe one of the fastest centers in the league um, and getting that lob threat going. That's a pretty exciting thing for me, too. I could see the pick and roll with him and D'Angelo going really well. Um, I'm excited for the regular season in a way I have yeah. not been for years. Yeah, I mean, I really it. am. Watching these guys figure out how they're going to play, watching them transition, watching Steph be who he should be naturally in the wild, being the yeah. alpha dog on a team, even without Clay. There's a lot of upsides to this thing that, that I think we can look forward to. Um, let me ask you this. Did Andre know this was coming? So like we go, we, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, but before Andre gets traded, before the KD news, he's selling a book, The Sixth Man. And he is a veteran. What, what he had recognized were there are talking points that will get retweeted and will get discussed on every show. He identified six of them and then just dropped one on each interview, just over and over and over and over. Right. But one of the more inflammatory ones was the suggestion that the Warriors misdiagnosed his bone burst. They said last year that the Warriors training staff came in, that it was a fracture, that they told everybody it was a bone bruise, and that that put unnecessary expectations on him. And when it happened, people were joking. Like, how does Andre want out? Like, why would he do that? Well, we fast forward a couple weeks, he's jettisoned. And, incidentally, he also dropped that tweet I was talking about, the magic meme thing that suggested something, right? So... Did he know this was coming? Like, do you guys think that he was just counting down the seconds and knew exactly how this was going to play out? I think so. I think as soon as KD announced he was going to the Nets, he knew it was all it, it was over. Like, yeah, they're not running it back. Everybody, you know, I don't think he knew that they were going to get D'Angelo, but he knew that you know it was just it was going to blow it up. And what His they've been contract. talking about was enjoy it while it, you can because there aren't going to be many moments where we're all together again was what's happening. I mean, we didn't just lose Iggy. 
that hard cap means that we probably lose Livingston, we lose Cook, we lose Bell. You know, there's a bunch of like ripple effects of of how we fill out the roster now that we can't keep the guys who have been on there. And I just learned this, so I know nothing about the CBA, but I did a little bit of research basically when Andre left because I was super pissy. Because I, as a person who has helped fund the Chase Center, who helped build that goddamn thing, <laughs> yeah. the only upside of the money we're spending was this knowledge that Chase Center was supposed to be a black MX card for Joe Lacob and company. So that when something like this happens, for example, when Andre Iguodala's money is in, in play, they'll just pay the luxury tax and it is what it is. So I was upset. I didn't understand why they wouldn't be able to do that in this instance. And what I've learned is, if you were a team involved in a sign-in trade, like the Warriors were with Kevin Durant, the cap switches from something they call a soft cap if you have a soft cap and you spend more than it, it's like you get a speeding ticket. You can go over it, but you have to pay you know, increasing fines. If you do that sign and trade, it becomes a hard cap, meaning that it's, that's it. You cannot spend more money, which is why they had to jettison Andre and will probably have to jettison the rest of these guys. Um, but let's transition a little bit late, but still at your suggestion, uh, Maxime, to the other guys they added. So the other person they put down was uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, who is, I did a little bit of research on him for us, a seven foot, 240 pound, 25 year old center, um, averaged 12 and eight for Sacto last year, but actually started off the year real hot. In November, he averaged 18 and 10 before crashing back to earth, and he became available because of Marvin Bagley III. So next week, or sometime in our immediate future, we're gonna have our NBA scout in to break these guys down. For now, just a quick take. You guys happy with him, unhappy? What, what does this signing make you feel? I like Willie. Um, he's good on the defensive end. He's going to be great in the pick and roll. He's got a lot of energy. He's super athletic. Um, got enough tattoos to make it work in Oakland um, and everything. So I think I think he'll be an interesting fit. I like that we picked him up. Um, I, I think when Curry and Draymond are sitting, the D'Angelo, Willie Cauley-Stein pick and roll will be enough to get us by and keep us in games or keep us with the marginal lead so um i think it's a good pickup and yeah i mean i would try to leave marvin bagley too have you heard his rap battle against damon lillard <laughs> no i refuse to click on that link i just refuse to exactly dame <laughs> roasted him oakland shocking let's go yeah shocking <laughs> shocking i wouldn't let you talk about uh, wcs 10 minutes ago so fire away man what do you got for us <laughs> well he's, he's projected to be our starter right because i think everybody probably. wants Kavon to continue to come off the bench which would make me upset if i was alone like i'd probably sign here so i i now feel like i have an unquestioned path to the starting center and they're like congratulations great sign here by the way you'll be on the bench enjoy yeah. That. And Damien's healthy. <laughs> and Demarcus wants to come back. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe at the same time, right? Andre has sort of set up a culture of respect for for bench players that might change that equation at sure. least a little bit. Um, you know, the other piece of this is is in addition to um, him being an exciting young prospect, right? He was the sixth overall pick. I think there's there is a lot of upside to this person. Sure. Um, and. You saw it with Boogie, right? The Sacramento Kings don't exactly have an amazing track record of player development, no. um, specifically for centers even. So I, I think that it's absolutely an opportunity for him to have a huge upswing coming to a great culture like the Warriors. You know what I liked about it? Um, one of the things that made me sad about the transition we were just talking about is we weren't going to be the it team anymore. You know, like when free agents wanted to go somewhere, like it's not us, that, that time has passed. And, and this signing made me feel like, well, maybe not so fast. 
I mean, College Time probably could have gotten more money somewhere else, but decided to be a part of this culture for this opportunity. That suggests, even though Katie's not here, even though we're not necessarily this dynasty we used to be, we're also not the Cohan Warriors. We haven't been kicked back in time 20 years. Yeah. You know, now hopefully what we've become is the Spurs, a remarkably well-respected organization that players who need to get notoriety and an opportunity to succeed think of. You know, and like that, there are some continuing benefits to what we've done, and that's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. um, the next guy they picked up, I don't want to go too deep into, but it's Glenn Robinson III. I used to like his dad a lot, uh, only because I liked the nickname Big Dog. It made me feel cool whenever <laughs> I said it. So, Big Dog, I'll just say it again now. Uh, I didn't watch him too much in Indiana. He, I know, had an injury-marred season, only played about 41 games, or I guess 47 games. Uh, but he's a 25-year-old shooter, 6'6", 220. We'll see. You know, I mean, I, he is a young asset who adds shooting. You could do worse. And he's a dunk contest participant, if not winner. Did he win? I know he was in there. He was doing some good dunks. Oh, that's it. Like I, that. I don't know the answer to that either, and it's a testament to how low the dunk contest has gotten. That we're not sure. That, that could be equally possible that he might have True. been in it. He may not have. He may have won it. I yeah. don't know. I also like him. I'm a big University of Michigan Wolverines fan, so him coming from from the blue is, is helpful so I'm a big fan <laughs> Maxine were you annoyed by his use of the phrase the blue right there <laughs> yes yeah. I mean, oh my god he said that like this is a the blue podcast or something oh I mean as a Cal graduate I grew up in a in, with a group of friends whose mom went to uh, to Michigan and so she was always like we're the real blue so that gets extra under my skin as a UC Santa Cruz graduate nobody said anything to me about sports at any point ever so, go banana slugs yeah. that's the one thing they always said everyone always came up and be like oh you guys are the banana slugs right like they had some crazy amount of knowledge you've just seen Pulp Fiction congratulations <laughs> here's my last question before we get the hell out of here um we are still awaiting Kawhi Leonard's decision. And I think that there's a little bit of disagreement in this room whether or not he goes to L.A., whether or not that'll create a superpower. But as things stand right now, without that decision, we're looking at parity. Parity in a way the NBA has not seen for a really long time. There's, I don't know, six, seven teams easy that could lay a claim to being a championship contender. So my question to you guys is, do you prefer that? You know, like, do you prefer an NBA where anybody has a shot as opposed to one that has, you know, four big boys or two big boys that are on a collision course towards the end? If it's not the Warriors, yep. Why? It's just so much more fun. I mean, I'm a fan of the Warriors, but I'm also a fan of the league in general. And getting to walk, like pop on any game and, and not actually knowing who's going to win in the majority of the cases, that's exciting to me. I was a fan of everybody trying to dethrone the Warriors. Yeah. And because it was the Warriors, I had extra yeah. incentive to like it. Um, parody is going to be interesting. I mean, it, I think you can make a case if Kawhi goes to the Clippers or even the Lakers. I think seven to eight teams probably have a legitimate argument to say we can come out and win. Yep. So um, I think it's better for the league and it's better as for all fans except for Warrior fans. I just like the time when we were the ultimate villain and everybody was trying to knock us off the throne. Yeah. Maybe that's actually, so you actually bring up an interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. It might be better for the league to have a super team, right? Mm -hmm. Because you had sort of the, the the Cavs, right? With LeBron and Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. And that forced now, I mean, there are some serious powerhouses in the East. The Celtics are going to be pretty good. Obviously the Nets, maybe not so much this year with Kevin Durant being out, but Philly is going to be amazing now that they have 
Al Horford. I mean, there's a lot. Obviously, Toronto, the reigning champs. Milwaukee. Um, yeah, Milwaukee. Oh, my gosh. With the MVP, right? A lot of teams rose to that occasion. And then you have the Warriors come up, and then you have Houston. Right now, the Lakers, the Clippers were kind of making some moves. So I do think there is something to pushing the league forward to actual growth, whereas parity might create sort of a homeostasis and actually might not be as quote-unquote good for the league's long-term health. I don't know. Can you pause while I look up homeostasis? <laughs> it's going to be a long pause, so I, mean, I don't know how much you have to do with your computer, but let's go ahead and do that. Where, um, where does the Q fit in? I, yeah, is there a Q? I don't know. Whatever it means. Uh, for the league, my perception is they just want money, ratings. I can see a super team, a super team, like the Warriors, driving ratings more so than parity, right? Because then... That country's far and wide, people everywhere mm-hmm. tend to tune in. So I can see for them. For fans, I think it kind of breaks down to what your personal preference for entertainment is. Like what you're talking about, the being a fan of a super team and watching them defend, it's like a superhero movie. You know they're going to win, but it's kind of exciting to see them go through a little bit of drama and then, oh, I knew I was going to win and all of you guys can suck it. The problem with that is there's only one set of fans who can necessarily enjoy right, it, right? right? right. Whereas parody is closer to reality TV. You have no idea what's going to happen, which is why, theoretically, sports has always been entertaining. Like, that's its baseline. That's why we watch it. It's not scripted. We're going to find out what's going to happen between the lines, right? It's not It's not actually written out. So from that analysis, this could be a remarkably entertaining season. Let's put them together. I've used this line before, but the best movies, like really, really the best movies, are the ones that are not only well done, but keep you on your toes. You have no idea what's going to happen. You know, those are the ones you leave and you talk to everybody about, and you're all fired up about, and, you, and you're looking back through. I don't know what the hell's going to happen in this season, neither does anybody else. So, you know, we're no longer in this dynastic thing. The transition sucked. KD could have handled it better. There's a lot of reasons for us to be pissy right now. Mm-hmm. But there's also... Probably more reasons to not only be optimistic, but to be genuinely excited. You know, so uh, let's let's end it this way. I believe that we will be good. I don't know if we'll be a championship. I don't know, you know, where it's going to happen. But I do believe that there are very good things in Warrior fans' futures. Let's sit back and see where it ends up. Completely agree. I mean, the West is deep. I think the playoffs will be amazing. You see teams like Utah stacking up. You know, Houston's running it back. You know, Portland's getting some help. OKC's always going to be there. So you got all those teams out there. And then the East, I mean, Philly made some interesting moves. You we know, get Sarah back in. Yeah, about that. definitely get her. Um, you know, Milwaukee's right up there, depending on where Kawhi goes. So I think it'll make for just a great, Playoffs and those matchups are going to be really intense. Um, but I mean, I think we thought last year was written in stone that the Warriors were going to win, and then all the drama comes out with injuries, and you know, like not many people outside of Toronto picked Toronto. Um, so I think it's it, it can go either way, but I, I'm looking forward to it, and I agree. I think a league where there is parity and there's a lot of teams with two superstars and not one with four will make for a better experience. I just want one more time, one more time to play that goddamn chant with a tear in my eye and getting all fired up. <laughs> that's all I want. Could happen. You know, that's my dream as we end today's podcast with that in mind, you guys. 
You want to tell me my dream is ridiculous. Maxime's use of homeostasis is confusing. Marcus didn't make any good takes. Those criticisms can be directed at uh, warriorshuddle at gmail.com or you can hit us on Twitter. That is at warriorshuddle. You know we're on Patreon. I'll save you the begging, but if you'd like to help us out, hop up on patreon.com, look at Warriors Huddle. You can help us out for as little as a dollar a month. And with that in mind, go Warriors, and hopefully we'll see you real soon. We're probably fine. Good, good. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.